This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. guys welcome back to another episode of the becoming a better man podcast i am your host dr jason wright we're gonna talk about trust this week guys who's got trust issues who's got them go ahead raise your hand if you're driving down the road just ignore the other drivers that are probably gonna look at you like you're crazy right now they probably do that anyway when you're jamming out to a song and you're just going hard lip syncing like crazy or just screaming it I mean, raising your hand to a podcast, that's probably not the craziest thing you've done in the car. So who's got trust issues, right? We all do. Who's been the reason for other people to have trust issues, right? You can go ahead and raise your hand on this one too. I think if we're being honest, we can say yes to both. We all can. Whether you've been the recipient or the cause I just want you to know that that doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. Or issues in the past are destined to be repeated. They are when you don't intervene. They're repeated when you don't choose to take different actions, when you don't choose to understand why you made those decisions, why you behave in that way. Because the better you understand the root of it, the why, the easier it is to recognize it when it starts to happen or the buildup. Here's I was having I was having this talk last night. Things don't just happen, right? Like shitty decisions aren't just made. It's usually a series, right? It's a cascading effect. Um, like the example we were talking about was cheating, but it can really be true for any sort of wrongdoing. Is that you know it's never like a bad decision that was made that led to it. It's a series of conscious decisions that are made to the point where eventually it culminates into a massively disruptive, destroying relationship type of event. Right? It's always a matter of how can I continue to make a series of deceptions, mis- Um, misguided decisions, secrets, whatever. And then eventually get to the point where it's like, are you, were you just trying to tiptoe the line and see how far you could get to the edge without jumping? No, you knew what you were doing. It never just happens. And so um, I think there's other situations that can be applied to that, but that's probably the most glaring. And a lot of times trust issues can culminate from being cheated on. You can be the perpetrator of trust issues onto somebody else because of something that you've done like cheating. And we can zoom out from cheating and look at several other things, you know, in what other ways were you deceptive? Were you withholding? Were you purposefully trying to 
misrepresent yourself in any way, shape, or form. Trust issues suck. And they can be long-lasting. And so I want to talk with you guys this week about trust. And what's, you know, in this journey to becoming a better man, right? Becoming a better version of myself, becoming a more complete, a more whole type of dude, right? That isn't just trying to seek success professionally or um, personally, but also like relationally, you know, all, all the main areas, right? Because they talk about like, if you, if you create a product or if you provide a service that touches on one of the main three things, health, wealth, and relationships, then you're probably going to be far more successful than a product that doesn't touch on any of those things. Right? It's even better when you have one that touches on all three. Right? That's the trifecta. And that's why a lot of times, a side note here, tangent, either fast forward about 10 seconds or don't. Um, that's why I think a lot of times what I do, I didn't realize it until I had clients telling me how much their, their lives were improving after I'd work with them on establishing a better set of fitness goals for themselves and a clear path on how to get there. Like, oh man, like I'm way more productive at work. This was the best quarter I've ever had. This was the best year financially I've ever had. My relationship's never been better with my wife. She can tell the difference. She notices that I'm more confident and I'm more manly when I walk into the room. And she's not having to be the masculine energy when I feel down and I can't understand why. I feel better about myself. I'm more confident. I've got more testosterone. Actually, a recent study came out and said that... um, and I'm still looking for the actual study itself because I want to look at its methods. I want to look at, you know, um, how is it designed? What were the actual analytics statistically that they ran? Um, who funded it, right? Like these are all things you should look at when you're critically appraising research. Things they don't tell you in the news. Uh, they say, hey, study says this. Okay, it's gospel. Motherfucker, look at who funded it. <laughs> What's their interest from having the study done? What's their interest in these people reporting on the findings. So anyway, that's a tangent. Um, And you'll probably have to fast forward another 10 seconds. Sorry, guys, lied to you, creating trust issues. But it says that employees who exercise regularly earn 9% more over the course of a long period span. I want to think that the study said something like 25 years. I could be wrong. That could have just been a quote from somebody uh, when they were presented with the data in the Forbes article. But... Nonetheless, it can produce more discipline, more energy, more focus, more concentration, leading to better performance, aka more performance, better performance leads to more revenue generating productivity, aka more money. So that's why I think, you know, things like what I do in health and fitness spectrum, and also with the coaching side of things, health, wealth, relationships. It can improve all three, and I'm just focusing on one of them, but it really spans across all areas. But nonetheless, um, talking about your behaviors, okay, leading into trust issues, right? You're looking at all these different things that you're trying to improve about yourself. You're looking at these different areas, and let's be honest, guys. 
when you're listening to this podcast right now, or you're following me on Instagram, you're looking at, if you're being honest with yourself, guys, and you're kind of first stumbling into this journey, or you're starting to contemplate it, and you're starting to think, man, you know, I feel like maybe this wouldn't be a bad idea if I were to improve on these areas. Very rarely do those type of guys reach out to me. Normally, it's the guys that are like, hey, I'm in a really shitty spot. My marriage is in the shitter. My relationship sucks. Um, I just got dumped. I just had to dump somebody. Things haven't been good. Things like that. But for the guys that are sitting there going like, you know, I don't really know if this is for me. Yeah, like trying to work on improving yourself and bettering yourself and trying to figure out where are your blind spots, uh, blind spots, sorry, I'm throwing L's in everywhere. That can be massively beneficial for you because what always ends up coming to bite you in the ass down the road is the shit you didn't see coming or the shit that you thought wouldn't come back to bite you. So being able to take a step back and look at yourself and go, all right, these are some areas I need to improve in. I think in how we treat other people and how we view other people that we allow close to us or interact with on a consistent basis, it's important to understand in what ways are you um, able or capable of trusting them, fully trusting them, or if you feel like you're letting them in um, for selfish reasons, right? Which we all are. But the main point is trying to figure out how do we discern between doing something that is exemplifying and portraying trust, or are we doing something that is behaving from a place of distrust and we're just trying to look and wait and bide our time for the inevitable fallout, the inevitable hurt and betrayal, right? Have you ever done that? Have you ever thought about, all right, I'm going to conditionally go about trusting this person, meaning it's a conditions-based agreement that I have with myself and this other person that they're not aware of, and I'm going to go into the saying, I'd like to open myself up to this person, whether it be a friend or a partner or a spouse, looking at them and going, all right, I feel like this is something that I'd like to incorporate and include into my life. And I'm just going to keep an eye out for when the red flags start and when they're eventually going to fuck me over. Have you ever done that? I know I have. And I'm sure people have done it with me. Especially with what I do owning my own business. I know most of y'all are looking at me, especially on social media, when I'm talking about pitching my products or how I help people and how I can help guys just like you, you're always going, eh, probably not for me. I don't know if he can help me. That's ultimately what it comes down to, right? I don't, I don't really know if the change that he says he can make in other people is possible with me. So that comes down to a couple different things. One, you don't trust yourself. Two, you don't trust me. So that's how it works. So being open to that and understanding, I just, I I live my life. I do what I do, knowing that most people aren't trusting. 
And that's fine. I'm still going to keep doing it. Why? Because it's actually changing the lives of the people who do trust it and trust themselves enough to allow themselves to change their behaviors. They're open to new information that changes their beliefs about themselves and the world. And then those changed beliefs start to lead to changed behaviors. Changed behaviors lead to different outcomes. Different outcomes lead to a different life. Do you see how it works? So we're talking about trust and being able to understand at what point can I trust somebody or do I just want to keep operating out of this place of distrust until they've proven that they can be trusted, right? What's the difference there? So we're going to take a quick commercial break and I want to talk a little bit more about what's the difference between starting from a place of trust until proven otherwise versus starting from a place of distrust until proven that they can be trusted. Okay. Look forward to talking about this guys in just a second. All right, guys. So we're talking about whether to start from a place of trust or to start from a place of distrust, because you're, you know, if you've lived this life long enough, you've had enough shit happen. You start to see things from a different perspective. You start to approach your interactions with other people from, all right, I don't really trust you until you prove that you can be trusted. It's very rare, and it's been a long time probably since you've been in a place where you start from trust, right? You've got my trust from the get-go until you don't. So talking about the difference between the two, um, and, and I know ultimately what you're looking for is what's the right way to do this? And I don't really know if there is a right way to do it. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule to be able to say, here's how you do it. Here's how you don't, because ultimately what it comes down to is what is your gut telling you? What is your gut telling you about this person? What is it about them that is telling you what you need to do? I think that is a lot more of what we need to examine. What is this person showing me? What's the vibe that I'm getting from this person? Because that changes it. That changes the game. Are they demonstrating actions that are trustworthy or are they being deceitful? Are they hiding things? Are they only revealing just enough to where they're raising more questions than answers? Are they saying one thing, but all their actions seem to be doing another? Because what that does is leads to thoughts and feelings, triggers even of thinking, okay, um, there's something wrong with me. I'm being paranoid. I'm starting to expect too much from people. You know, because not everybody, not everybody's perfect. Lord knows I'm not perfect. So if they happen to tell me things and then seems like they do the opposite all the time, then that's probably just me being ridiculous. And there might be a chance that that's because those people have told you that. You only believe that because you've been told that. Otherwise, you wouldn't think it. Thoughts are planted. 
we think what we think because there's been something along the way that's given us feedback. And this feedback, oftentimes, that happens in the form of words. You've done something. Somebody had words with you about it. Now you start to believe what they've said, whether it's true or not. So ultimately, you have to decide what is it that they're showing you. Combine that with what does your gut tell you? What has your list of past experiences told you about similar feelings that this person is eliciting in you? And then you go from there. I think I operate based on my lived in experiences that I'm going to trust you until you give me reason not to trust you. And I think it's a very blended version of operating from a place of trust and distrust at the same time, meaning I'm going to trust you, right? But I'm going to be on the lookout for any potential signs and symptoms and red flags that make me feel like I don't trust you. Which I think is a smart way to go about it. Might be partial because it's me talking about me to me right now until you guys listen to it. And then I'm talking to you kind of went inception there. Um, But being able to view things from that standpoint of, look, I'm not just going to have blind trust for somebody. Right. As long as they keep showing up the way that they say they're going to show up. This is any type of interaction with any other human. It doesn't always have to be romantic relationships. I've had potential business ventures fall through because I initially tried to trust people who did not have good intentions. Same things happen romantically. Same things happen personally with friendships. People don't always operate with best intentions. They operate with their best interest, but not with good intentions. So, That's how I was starting to learn how to be able to discern. The biggest factor for me is being able to look at somebody and go, okay, they show up, they do what they say they're going to do, and they do it consistently. Trust. Right? They had my trust from the start. They kept showing up over and over to the point where I felt like it was safe to continue to trust them. And then now it's going to take a lot for me to start to distrust them. Right, Because then I'm going to start to see, okay, the occasional mishap, the occasional mistake, and then what do they do in order to show consistency, to show a change, to show remorse. Now, I'm not talking about, hey, we're cool because you've got a really solid track record. It's cool that you cheated. It's cool that you lied. Everything's fine. Nope. <laughs> nope. Because now you got me walking around with a different set of lenses on my eyes right now looking at you different and it depends on what they've done it depends on the severity of it it depends on how you feel about it as to what action to take from there is it total x out you're done elimination or is it okay we're gonna have some conditions about this you're gonna have to earn some of that trust back Again, it's, we're talking about a wide spectrum of offenses here, guys. Don't just take one hard and fast rule and apply it to everything. But you'll know what's right and what's not. 
When you listen to your gut, you'll know. Where you go wrong is you start looking to guys like me on how to make every decision for you. Right? I'm not going to be a coach to somebody that doesn't want to make their own decisions and just looks to me. I'm not your savior. You know what's best for you. All I can do is offer guidance and perspective. And then from then, it's what you decide to do with that advice. Do you see the difference? So let's talk about the starting from distrust place here. So that's just going around, I think, again, each situation is different. You understand what's going to work best for you and what's not. It's not natural for me. It didn't work when I tried it. doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. It made me feel less myself, more alone, more skeptical, more jaded, uh, operating from a place of, I can't really trust anybody until they prove that they can be trusted. Now, I still have some of that. It depends on the setting, too. Um, people who reach out with intentions for business collaborations or ideas or pitches, I automatically don't trust you, right? It's all in your approach. But friendships, romantic relationships, people that are prospects on that side of the aisle, then I tend to be more like, I want to operate from a place of openness and um, receptive uh, behaviors to the point where, hey, this could be something good until it proves that it's not. Sometimes that happens in five seconds. Sometimes that happens in five weeks. It's just being able to discern between, all right, what values, standards, principles, shared goals and beliefs do we have to make it worth want to, wanting to pursue this sort of regular presence in my life? And vice versa. So starting from the jaded, skeptical, distrustful place, that's hard to be open to potential good things. All right, if we're just talking about the interpersonal relationship side of things, friends, loved ones, um, romantic partners, whatever, starting from that place, um, I think you're going to find out that that's not going to work out very well. You know, I've heard of a lot of stories of, oh, you know, we, we started dating before we got married because he just wore me down and, uh, I eventually kind of gave in and, and came through and things started working out. Well, I think that that sets a scary precedent, ladies, is if I keep a wall up that I'm only going to let the people in who are willing to scale it high enough. Because here's on the flip side. Then if you're out in public somewhere, right, guys start to think that that's what they have to do in order to gain the partner that they've always wanted and to be married to. And now what happens is when you say no, they're going to think that is, that's you really saying yes. And I have to keep putting in enough effort until she breaks down. Do you see how much of a fine line that is? between assault and harassment and honorable pursuit, right? Because 
I think you would, sometimes you see it as honorable pursuit. Men see it as, okay, they want to be pursued. Again, this isn't all cases though. So you can't say one of these things and apply it to all scenarios. There are bad actors. There are people with bad intentions. So don't think that this is a hard, fast rule for everybody. But what I'm saying is when you hear of more and more people that were like, oh, I just, you know, I just kept trying and kept trying till eventually she said yes. And then we've been so happy for the last 25 years, blah, blah, blah. So like, okay, so you treat them like you're operating from a place of distrust. And guys, this is, this can be the same thing. I've had women pursue me and not give up. Right. And usually the way that's worked out has been, they were not people with good intentions. They were lying. They were deceptive. They were married. They were lying about being married. All these things. And to think that like, okay, you've got to earn your way into my circle usually led to people who didn't belong there. You know what I'm saying? But these relationships where are these stories, you know, I think guys, look, if she says no, if she's not interested, if she's not giving you the time of day, Walk, run, don't walk, get out of there. Because here's the thing, man, like, do you really want to try to pursue somebody in your life that you've got to beg for a chance for, that you've got to prove yourself? Because I think proving yourself leads to losing yourself. You are no longer authentic. You are no longer genuine. You are no longer being the actual version of you that you want to be and that person is going to be attracted to. So now you're operating out of a place of I have to win versus I have to be me and see if I like them. And the next thing you know, you're stuck into some shit where you're unhappy. You can't feel like you're yourself. They don't seem to appreciate you once you are yourself. And so you start changing more of yourself and your behaviors and your actions and your beliefs to try and make sure that you continue to gain their approval. That leads to a bad breakup, unhappy marriages, fucked up kids, all these things. So I think that that operating from a starting point of distrust, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, even friendships, leads to far more harmful repercussions than if you start off from a place of trust until unable to be trusted. But that's my personal belief. Your experiences might be different, but I think that you are open to a happier, more fulfilling life when you're a lot less skeptical and jaded from the start. So how do you navigate that? Well, you get a lot better about screening. (laughs) You get a lot better about screening. You know exactly what to look for. So being able to go into 
a friendship or a relationship or even a business partnership and go, here's exactly what I bring to the table. Here's exactly who I am, what I stand for, what I want. And these are the qualities, the traits, and the principles that these other people need to have. These are deal breakers for me. If they start to demonstrate via observation or direct questioning, don't start sharing what you're looking for before they have a chance to tell you or show you because a lot of them will just tell you what you want to hear. If you're that guy that's ever caused distrust, maybe you've done that. Like, well, let me just see what they're looking for and then I'll sell them on that. But get your screening down. Be able to discern from very early on. And then if they make it through the screening process, if they seem worthy of continued interaction, you have to start from a place of trust. If you can't, your screening system's fucked. Get that right, things change. But to quickly recap, trust in somebody can be far more beneficial than not. But as soon as you give you not to trust them, get the hell out of there. Right? Because usually those second chances, you do that more for you than it is for them. That's you wanting to think that you didn't fuck up from the start and see somebody the wrong way. So start from trusting. And in order to feel like you can continue to trust them, especially early on, Look at what they do. Look at what they show you, not what they tell you. And as soon as they start showing you things that don't align with what they've told you, then you've got your answer. Get out. You can't change them. By pointing it out and bringing it up to them, it's not going to change them. Right? I've had this happen in business ideas. I've had this happen in relationships. I've had it happen in friendships. Where you bring it up, they say they're sorry, they say they're going to work on it, and then they're right. You've told them how you feel and what you want to have happen. And then, next thing you know, they're back on their bullshit. Time to go. Time to go. Stop wasting time. The reason we start developing distrust issues is because we waste too much time trying to convince ourselves that we can trust somebody. So, stop that shit. Does that make sense? Guys, I don't want to keep going on and on and on about this, um, especially at the sake of being repetitive, but hopefully this makes sense. If this episode resonates with you, please share it out. Tag me on social media, becoming a better man, all underscored between words. You'll see me. You'll recognize the cover of the podcast is the same cover of the profile on Instagram. Shoot me an email. If you have questions, feedback, um, a lot of guys just send it to thank me about how the podcast has changed their life. And that's really incredible. Like, I can't wrap my head around that. Um, I just, I'm just talking into a phone. I'm just talking in a computer on a weekly basis. And it's all things that I've needed to tell myself at some point along my lifespan. And the fact that it resonates with guys is really blowing my mind. Like, we're close to 30,000 downloads. Like, that's unreal. <laughs> that's crazy. For somebody with not a big following, 
That's crazy. So appreciate you guys uh, probably more than I can ever express. So having said that, uh, if you're interested in any of the things that I provide service-wise, if it's one-on-one, private, personalized coaching for fitness and lifestyle, navigating um, unhealthy patterns, self-sabotage, making sure that your fitness is in check so that way every other area of your life can be in order, please reach out especially if you're following me on Instagram, I've got a link in my bio on my profile. You can click on and there's different options. You can do that. You can sign up for the 21 day becoming a better man breakthrough program where it's like it says, it's 21 days. You take yourself through it. Probably the, the least expensive option that I've got that can lead to the most impact in your life very quickly, 21 days. So click on that, fill out the registration. I'll put you in the group. You'll get access to the program one day at a time, and it takes like 10 minutes. You just read through it. You start asking yourself different questions. You start changing up your beliefs and your actions, and then your life starts changing. It's really cool. Um, Each guy that goes through it, I get more and more feedback from them, and they talk about how helpful it's been for them leading to different thoughts, different actions, and then different results. So it's really cool. Uh, i got some other things I'm working on, too. I've got a fitness subscription that it's like, look, I just need to know what to do. And I want to make sure that I've got a system in place where somebody is keeping an eye on me and holding me accountable, but I just don't need all the other coaching stuff. I'm normally good once I know what to do. And if you want an unlimited library of custom workouts that I've designed in order to address any equipment scenario, any setting, any goal, any uh, potential injury background history, you name it. I've created a program for it and you have access to all of it. So that's also in the works too. You can also access that via the link. Or if you just you know, like, Hey, I don't really do Instagram. I don't know all that stuff. Shoot me an email, becoming a better man podcast at gmail.com. And I'll shoot you the link. You can look over what you want, or we can just talk and have a little quick back and forth. I'll be like, okay, this is probably the thing that you want. It's up to you to make the decision from there. If you're ready to start to take the action that can change your life. No pressure. I don't like pressure. I don't like being pushy. Not a, you know, I'm a salesman, but I'm not somebody that's going to push a sale on somebody that's not a good fit for. Because I hate when people do that shit to me. And I like to do one to others because I want them done to me. Anyway, appreciate you, brothers. Seriously, um, can't stress that enough. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your support. Uh, click the link in the description. I'll put the link down there also for the different options of the stuff that I offer. If you're looking for just a little bit more than what the free podcast is able to provide you um, with a more specific approach to how you want to go about things with your life and this version of becoming a better man yourself, um, I'll put that there so you can always access it and look through it, decide what's best for you. So anyway, um, appreciate you brothers again. And until next week, let's see if we can become better. All right. See ya. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag Becoming a Better Man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families.